everyone and welcome to race time radio well look at this not even seven days till the iwk 250 at riverside international speedway Ooh, anticipation is growing welcome everybody to race time radio tonight all live on sirius xm channel 167 canada talks I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right over that away, and we've got a dynamite lineup for everybody tonight. Junior, what's going on? You had a busy weekend, kid. I had a very busy weekend. It was uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, it was, uh, you know, road course racing as a spotter, uh, it, not uh, not super uh, aggressive or entertaining uh, by any stretch, but uh, uh, being a part of the team and watching everything transpire is definitely uh, is definitely a lot of fun and seeing you know how everything you know transpires inspired down at the Indy. Um, I, I got to take my hat off to NASCAR, um, and, and the, the Honda Indy Toronto, um, for making that a one day show for NASCAR Pinties. In and out. I'm tell you what, uh, it changes the game for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, cause yeah. That, that used to be a long weekend for oh, the teams it, and, and you guys used to roll in like Wednesday or Thursday, yeah, race exactly. on Sunday. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. uh usually long, the Saturday, long. but, uh, yeah, like usually it was, it was quite a few days. And then the know, haulers there. would turn and burn and head out west. That still happens. Does it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they, they, uh, they're getting on the road, uh, Tuesday, um, uh, by the sounds of it, uh, Tuesday for, for a majority of them. Some of them, for from Quebec, I think are leaving either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they uh, take the road course cars home, uh, drop them off, and and uh, load up some oval cars and, and uh, make the trip out west. So, Let it rip. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, second place for Ranger this weekend. Uh, so that was a, a really good effort. Uh, Kevin Lacroix, man, he, did he put on a show? I know. He put let, on a clinic. Let me get to the lineup. We're going to talk lots about you had a second place finish with Ranger in NASCAR. Yeah. Canada, yep. and then uh, what a top five with Josh, yeah, right? with Josh Stoddy in the APC race. Um, that was uh, that was a good outing too. So it was uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. Wow, we're going to talk lots about everything here tonight. Let me tell you who we got coming up because we're going to have a guest right up off the hop here. Uh, the number eighty nine Nova Celtic for Donald Chisholm is getting ready to go. Of course, two thousand sixteen IWK two fifty champion. Um, he is going to join us right off the hop. Thought we'd go right to Donald. Uh, always got his finger on the pulse of whatever's happening at Riverside International Speedway. And we're in for a dynamite weekend. Thought uh, we're going to keep tradition the same. We're going to get Donald on just before we go green in the IWK 250. So he is coming up first. Uh, we'll also speak with Kevin Lacroix, the guy that did win the 74 that won that NASCAR Pinnies race on the streets of Toronto. We'll catch up with Kevin here tonight. We also have Kyle Steckley that went to Victory Lane not once but twice this weekend, going uh, to Checkers on Friday night at Delaware Speedway, and then, of course, winning the APC race at Flamborough Speedway last night. So good weekend for Kyle Steckley. We'll also catch up with uh, our buddy Matt Shirley out there uh, in Saskatoon. He's getting ready to go. The NASCAR Penny Series going to do that West Coast swing. They're going to go all the way out to Edmonton on Saturday. 
And then on the way back on the Wednesday night, they're going to be hitting Saskatoon at Southern Automotive Speedway. And Matt Shirley is going to be behind the wheel of a Pindy's car for the first time. We're going to catch up with him here tonight. And then, of course, as we do the IWK 250 at Riverside, uh, we're going to have some more action going on in Western Canada. The RS1 Tour is going to go back to Penticton Speedway and the Ovo Tracks. So tonight, Trevor Siebert, we finally got the bus back in the house going to join us live on the show. We'll talk RS1. We'll catch up with everything RS1 and get you prepared for Penticton Speedway in hour number two here tonight. But what do you say we get to that highline? And let's welcome in guest number one. He drives the 89 Nova Celtic Ford in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. His name, Donald Chisholm. What's going on tonight there, Chief? How are you? Hi, guys. Uh pretty good how are things awesome awesome man uh, we're less than a week finally donald the iwk 250 sits in front of us finally it isn't a thousand and nine days anymore <laughs> i know it's uh, it's hard to believe it's been two years since the event happened and uh, just real nice to get things back on uh, on track for for lack of a better term but uh, yeah no nice that everything seems to be coming together and uh, everybody's had Lots to do to prep and uh, kind of been out of practice for two years. So um, anyway, it's all coming together and uh, looking forward to having uh, having the IWK 250 back uh, back again. Well, you know, Joan will have everything just fired off at the Speedway. Uh, everything's coming together real good. Man, she's talking about attention to detail. That lady has got it. Yeah, for sure. Joan is uh, extremely hardworking and uh, very detail oriented so uh, anyway things will be in good shape by the by uh, thursday when things get rolling for the weekend and uh, hoping for a good forecast is sort of the last uh, part of the puzzle Ah, it's going to happen, Donald. we got some beautiful weather coming in. Uh, it's Nova Scotia, it's Antigonish, uh, James River. Uh, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Uh, it's bound to change at this time of the year. We've seen everything uh, from a heat wave that would uh, just about melt us down. I remember that about, I don't know, five, six, maybe even seven years ago. It was so bloody hot. Man, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then, you know, but we've had other days that have been just absolutely gorgeous t-shirt weather. Uh, you get a mix of everything when you're out there on James River. Uh, we're in for a dandy. This IWK 250, with everything being dark for two years due to COVID, uh, the anticipation for this IWK 250 has got to be at an all-time high. Yeah, I think so. Like, lots of buzz about the event and, you know, everybody is seem to talk to uh, is, is excited about it happening again so um the ticket sales are good and uh, campsites are going pretty quickly i'm not sure we have any left to be honest but um it's uh, it's just nice to see the support and uh, and people anxious to get going again hopefully we'll uh, we'll have nice crowds on the weekend and uh, everybody will enjoy them themselves and some entertainment well, we heard from Mike Skinner here just, uh, what, last week on the show? Was it last week, Junior, or was yep. it the week before? Last week, we had yeah. Mike. Um, I, I got to ask you, Donald, what were you thinking when you got Skinner to jump in that uh, Cat for Kids car? I'll tell you what, this guy is, uh, he, he's not one sitting on the sidelines anymore. I know he is not in the truck anymore as a champion, but he does run short tracks. He does run in asphalt uh, race cars. 
we got a good NASCAR guest coming in this year. He's going to be a tough cookie, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, he uh, he's got lots of experience in this type of type of race car, and I know he's got quite a bit of experience at New Smyrna in in this type of car. So, you know, not not completely dissimilar racetracks, a little shorter, obviously, but uh, but similar. So that that's interesting. So I think he's coming to uh, coming to win. You know, um, we're certainly going to try our hardest to give him car capable of winning so we'll that sort of starts thursday night when we get him in the car and uh, get a few laps under his belt so yeah super people and uh i'm looking forward to seeing them and you know i think he was in alaska two or three weeks ago yeah. doing a similar kind of event uh in dirt cars so i think he won a night or two up there so you know he's uh he's still got it i think no, I wouldn't doubt it. I think he's, uh, it's not going to take him long to get acclimated, Junior. He'll get behind the wheel of that race car and away he'll go. Oh, absolutely. I've seen Skinner do a lot of crazy things. Like you said, at New Smyrna Speedway, you know, in a, in a late model. Um, Don't it's poke always the been, bear. No, Don't exactly. Poke the bear. Yeah, no, for sure. That's one thing. It's, uh, he's definitely not shy. He's, uh, uh, he's one of the most aggressive late model drivers I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, I've seen him, uh, uh, put the car where it's not supposed to go and come out the other end smelling like a rose. And, uh, uh that's what the fans pay to see. And, and, uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun to, uh, uh, to see how everything, uh, transpires. Obviously the IWK 250 is, is iconic, right? It's, uh, um, it's everything that you want it to be, but I think he's going to bring, he's going to bring a little bit extra flair. Um, not that the other drivers haven't, right. every one of those drivers can, can, wheel a race car it doesn't matter what type of race car it is but uh but definitely uh skinner he i would put him in the in the top five of the most fun to watch in a short track race um in in you know my my fan base in my head uh i think that he uh he's he's just a tremendous amount of fun to watch i think back to i'm gonna say 2016 2017 when he drove with jamie skinner and he drove the five, uh, you know, it was the TRD-looking yeah. car with the white and the black flames. Um, and, uh, man, did he put on a show at Speed Weeks. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, if, you can get around, if you can get around New Smyrna, you can definitely get around Riverside. And, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Donald, how have you been? It's, it's, more about, uh, it's more about you being dad Donald than driver Donald nowadays. <laughs> how, is, uh, how, how is it on the car owner side? It's going well. Um, we haven't done every event this year, uh, but, but yeah, we now have two two girls. Both uh, uh, Emily's been at it for a few years now, and Shelby uh, decided she wanted to give it a go this year. So we're, you know, testing the waters with Shelby, and I think we've run three events with her. So uh, Emily's run not all, but most of the events. But it's going well. You know, um, Shelby's Shelby's learning, so she's in the beginner Mandalero classes. Scotia Speed World on Friday night, and, uh, you know, there's probably seven or six to seven of the most evenings, and uh, they go out, and they are exactly what they say, beginners, and, uh, you know, everybody's out there trying to learn, so uh, that's been a lot of fun, and uh, and we're having a pretty solid year, good year, Um, and in her division, you know, the the outlaw division of of the Bandolero cars at at Scotia, that's the... It's an extremely competitive series. Like the the, uh, the kids in that group are, are fast, and uh, it's probably one of the better shows, or in my opinion, the best show of the night at Scotia Speed World. They they really do race hard, and uh, 
and uh, I, I I jumped in Emily's and made about three laps at Scotia one day, nah. and it was the roughest thing I've ever driven in my <laughs> life. I don't know how they can even see. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I uh, certainly got lots of respect for what they're able to do in those things for sure. That's funny. The uh, I, I think back to the summer shootout. I watched a little bit of that, and uh, uh, they had a couple of adults that got in, and 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 they said they needed a mouth guard because <laughs> the, the teeth were chattering going across the, all the all the pit stalls. I could just imagine at Scotia, yeah. you see them hopping all over the place. It would definitely be bumpy. Yeah. Um, you know, with all the shortages out there in the world, there's uh, there's definitely construction supply shortages. Uh, you know, it seems like every construction company out there is is uh, you know a little bit on the backlog. So, have you had to order you know the the sh- the extra shop space now? Or are you going to put a big addition on? Because bandoleros are easy, so you've got you know you can park like two of them where where a late model goes. But you know, in over the next two years, Donald, you you need more bays in the shop, right? So, do you do you book that now, or like how does that work? I think we'll make uh, put that in the wait and see uh, category <laughs> for now. Um, you know it's coming. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, Our, um, yeah. Ryan, he's sick, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's got interest in in what uh, in the racing when it gets to be that point. So well, we're, we're a little ways away from that, so yeah. hopefully one of them will uh, decide to play golf or something <laughs> at that point. Well, pretty soon you'll be able to have your own Chisholm Heat race out there. That's right. Uh, the way it's all adding up, Kelly is. Uh, how's Kelly doing? Is she isn't pulling her hair out yet, or is she ready to get into a vehicle too? No, no she's. Uh, everybody's good, and it's uh, good. Everybody had for Scotia on Friday night, and uh, usually it's the whole gang, not everybody. But uh, anyway, it's fun. So uh, it's a good way to uh, spend some time with the, with everybody and uh, and uh, watch the kids learn how to go fast. Well, this weekend, I know you're not going to be heading too far. You're going to be uh, just up the road from Andy Ganesh at James River, Riverside International Speedway, Canada's ultimate short track race, uh, near and dear to our our heart, uh, the IWK 250. This one's going to be a barn burner. Donald, uh, the entry list tends to grow uh, a little bit. Each day we got uh, guys like Dwayne Baker coming in. Uh, from Ontario, you got some coming across the border. Uh, how's it looking? Have you heard of any other rumblings of maybe guys that aren't on the list yet that could be on the list? So I think the list is at twenty-eight right now, and uh, you know it's nice to see guys like uh, Dwayne make the trip from Ontario, and uh, and to see uh, Alexander come from from Maine. So that's nice to see them, you know, out of town face for sure. So. I, you know, there's always the possibility of some last-minute additions, but nobody that immediately drops jumps to mind, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you never know. So. And I guess at this point, Donald, if they are coming and they haven't put their hat in a ring yet, they're probably trying to be the silent type and sneak in just before we go green, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there might be there might be a couple of those uh, those guys hanging out there yet. Yeah, you never know. How is the 89 Nova Celtic Ford? Uh, what do you got underneath you this year? Uh, is it the same cars you had back in 2019, or have you got it all switched up and you got something underneath you? Uh, so this year, it's, an, it's a new car this year. It's another Van Dorn chassis. So um, I guess we have three Van Dorn chassis at this point. One that Russell Smith is driving, 
you know, full time and then on the tour, and then a new one I had this spring, and that's where I would have run it. Scotia, the two visits there and here at Riverside once already. But the car I would have driven last year and I think the year before is the car that um, Mike Skinner will be driving. So, right. uh, new car, little few new things about it, you know. I think there's a new spindle and a new, you know, some new geometry in the front end. But, you know, I guess the last time we were at Riverside, the car was, I felt better than we had been in a few visits there. Um, maybe not quite good enough, but I think certainly a step forward from where we were. And uh, I think we got caught up in a mess of, of uh, one of the late cautions that occurred in that race we uh, we get into. So um, not a great finish, but the car was, was decent. So hope, hoping Thursday night goes well, and, you know, we unload and test Thursday evening, and there's not a whole lot of, of uh, rework to do in the shop on Friday. Yeah. I think Friday's a, a, an easy day, but uh, we'll wait and see how that plays out. Well, Thursday's always a learned night, right? Um, and, and not always do you learn a ton, but you always seem to pick up something. Uh, it's always a good one. Uh, it, it, pretty well everybody that's going to run the race usually shows up on the Thursday night to get some laps in. Um, it's it's probably going to ring true again this year. Uh, we've got a great car count. We've got a great situation. Like you say, Donald, we'll see what the weather does on the weekend. Uh, all of our fingers are crossed. Uh, this is going to definitely be a good one. Tickets are on sale. You can get tickets to the IWK 250. Uh, I say that. You're best to get them if you're going to get them. Uh, because uh, I've seen this race for, what now this is the 11th season. And I've seen this race go from, you know, three quarters of a grandstand has sold out. Uh, and it happens. So uh, I would pick up tickets if you're going to come. Get your tickets early. But, uh, Donald, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait to see you back behind the wheel. Uh, you're going to make sure the brakes are good for 250 laps, right? We've seen them go real good for 150 and then all of a sudden develop a brake problem that one year. But it never happened to you again. Yeah, no, I think I remember that year for sure. But, no, and since then we've, we've had pretty good luck with the brakes. So, uh, you know, I guess it's the same as always at Riverside. You're just going to make your car, you know, turn through the middle better than anybody else to make that speed to uh, to make make speed at the end of the next corner. So um, it's just about a good turning race car. So Friday or Thursday evening, we'll tell the, the early tale and uh, and then sort of take it from there for sure. Now he is a driver. He yeah. is a driver. Just so everybody yeah, listening yeah. knows, that means that uh, you got to focus on drive off because he he's he's telling you one thing, but he's <laughs> he's meaning another, right, oh, Donald? Yeah. Is that that's how it works, right? You're not giving away trade secrets on the air here, are you? No, not 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 trade secrets, but, uh, <laughs> but, but secrets a little bit, I guess. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll talk about it by the campfire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and George George Kuska looks all ready to rock and roll. Is he going to be on top of the box for you? Yeah, George will be uh, will be crewing again, crew chief, and uh, he's ready to go. I think you know our cars are, are basically ready to go as far as I know, lettered up, and the uh, cat car for kids is wrapped up, and it looks it looks pretty awesome actually. It's a super cool looking car, and um, you know just can't wait to see things on the track. I guess. What number is Skinner going to be? Is he going to be uh, twenty two this year? 
Yeah, so I guess that's what we've done historically is whatever year it happens to be tends to be the celebrity driver number. So, yeah, this year he's uh, he's 22. Well, you're going to want to keep your eye out for the 22. Uh, if you're coming to the race, that and the 89 Nova Celtic Ford. Uh, 2016 champion. This guy knows how to get it done. Donald, we got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. Uh, genuinely appreciate it. And, bud, I can't wait to get out there and to see you guys. Uh, going to be a lot of fun having Mike Skinner out there and Angie Skinner. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah, no, sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you guys as well. And, uh, you know, safe travels. And uh, we'll see you guys when you get here. Absolutely. That's Donald Chisholm, driver of the 89 Nova Celtic Ford in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, he is at Riverside Speedway on a regular basis. And, uh, yeah, you see him at Scotia. You see him at Riverside. He always hones in and keys into that Riverside race, that IWK 250, the 150s that they run there. Donald keys into them. He wants to win those home track races. And I'll tell you, his fan base out there, incredible, Junior. When Donald pulls out, you'd swear to God, uh, one of those cup guys just pulled out. Uh, he does get a warm reception from the home audience. Yeah, and that's that is one thing that uh, it's it's not just Donald that's got a huge fan base. There's there's a bunch of guys that have huge fan bases out there. Right? Oh like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. That's one thing that has always stood out to me. Um, you know, Quebec has you know they they support their Quebec drivers in a big way. So when we go to uh you know GP3R, we go to a Valley Junction or we go to Icar, um you know anytime that a Quebec driver is mentioned, boom, the crowd just ignites. Yeah. Um, we're in it. um Ontario, I find it very intriguing. Um you know in the APC series, they did a wicked driver intro program. Did they? At Delaware Speedway. Oh, at Delaware. Yeah, where and the they, guys they come down come through down, the grandstand. And the crowd like sure they were vocal a little bit they but, got into it but they didn't they didn't get after it for one particular driver you know yeah. like it's not like there was boos and there was there was oohs and ahs it was you know just a round of applause and and it wasn't you know it, you could tell though that they're working on building that fan base because Good. it was it was growing a little bit more than i've seen in a lot of years but if you want to take notes you got to look at that east coast because oh, yeah. when when they announced Cassius Clark there's there's oohs and ahs and boos and, yes, and cheers, right? Yes, and when is. they announce Donald Chisholm, it's you know Ba-boom. big. Yep. Um, and and when they announce a lesser known driver, it's it's quieter. Um, and you know you can really tell the uh, the the brands that have built up. You know the drivers' names that have been built yeah. up. Um, I, I think back to when Fleming. You know the, he had a monster fan base. Out he there. Sh- he sure did. And Jenny, yeah. uh, you know obviously it's been a few years since I've been there, but uh, I imagine that a guy like uh, like Craig Slon White has really built up a, a big following I uh, of, of fan base. So um, it's uh, it's definitely intriguing because out there they uh, they definitely it's it's funny that you mentioned the, the Donald Chisholm part because um, I do remember that it's loud when yeah. when he's announced in driver intros. Um, he's definitely one of the most popular drivers out there. Sure is. We're gonna hit this break when we come back. The NASCAR winner from just the other day on the streets of Toronto. The 74, Kevin Lacroix, going to join us live right here on Race Time. Stay with us. We will be back.
from coast to coast. coast. You're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission. TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night. July 21st with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Ganesh, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. 
And uh, we are going to have Kevin LaCroix come up on the hotline here. Junior, you guys had a great Honda Indy Toronto for the NASCAR Penny Series on the streets of Toronto. It was Friday and a great crowd showed up. That yeah, was kind of cool to see. Yep, free Friday with the uh, with the uh, donation to uh, donation requested for uh, Make a Wish Foundation. Um, by all accounts, they raised a ton of money. Um, they uh, they had a, an absolute great uh, crowd show up. Um, I don't know the numbers uh, of estimated people that were there, but uh, it was a huge crowd. Um, just a, a tremendous outing for the NASCAR Pinty Series. Um, really, you know, uh, uh, the best car count that I've seen at the Indy for uh, for quite some time. Um, twenty five cars took the green flag, and and uh, twenty five good cars took the green flag. Cool. Um, it was uh, it was definitely a lot of fun to uh, to be a part of, and and I think that uh, having it as a one day show uh, contributed a lot to all of that. So uh, uh, hats off to NASCAR, and hats off to the uh, to Honda Indy, and and everybody for putting that show on because it was definitely uh, it was it was a wicked day at the racetrack. Well, we got our next guest on the hotline. He drove his butt off, and he won. On the streets of Toronto, the number 74, Kevin Lacroix, joins us now. Kev, how are you? Congratulations on the huge win, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm very good. Yourself? Good, good, good. Uh, man, oh, man, you and Andrew Ranger trading the lead back a couple of times, and then that was it. 74 said enough. You ain't getting the lead back no more. I'm winning this, and uh, you did it, buddy. You uh, you let that 74 dangle, and away you go, right to the front. You won it. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, I knew I had a good car, so uh, I wanted to take the lead early in the race, and uh and lead uh, those laps and uh, control the pace, so manage my tires, my brakes, and keep the car good until the end. And that's what uh, that's what we did. I was able to take the lead on the on the you know two laps after the first restart, and never looked back. So very happy about it. It's a good uh, bounce uh, bouncing back like this after two tough races on ovals, uh, last two races. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, watching the race, I watched it on Flow Racing, and. Uh, there was contact somebody made, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but they contacted the tire barrier and actually drug it out a little bit, and it was coming out onto the racetrack, and I thought, oh, no, that's going to cause a yellow, and it was right near the end of the race, and uh, I thought, man, if that yellow flag flies, it's going to change or could conceivably change the complexion of the race. But fortunate, it didn't come out. Uh, and there was a number of guys hit that same tire barrier. Can you remember coming around that particular corner? I'm not sure which one it was. It was turn eight. Uh, yep. You come out of the turn, and did you see the tire barrier sort of hanging out there a little bit further? Yeah, well, it was, I think, corner eight or nine. I don't know how they called it. But, uh, yeah, they, they were waving the, the yellow and red flag showing there's debris on the track and uh you know, you're always looking at blind corners when you're racing on streets. And uh, I was looking around and trying to see that debris. And when I saw the wall, I oh, it's uh, it's, it's already a tight corner over there. So with the with the tires uh, being uh, on the track like this, it's uh, <laughs> it was. It was tight. It was very tight. <laughs> well, and there was, Kev, there was a number of times. I'm watching the broadcast, and I thought, this looks skinnier than it did in the past. And I don't know, maybe it was the camera view, uh, but it did look tighter in some of the turns. I went, wow, you got enough room for one and a half cars, not two. Yeah, all around the track, it's one of those tracks that uh, every time we, we come in Toronto, I'm I'm very un- uncomfortable for 
for a few laps uh, when we enter the weekend and it's it's a kind of weird track it's very tight it's faster than other tracks we go like a gp3r like a street course so it's faster and it, it's uh, it's tighter so it's uh, kind of you know impressive uh, impressive a little bit for a driver and uh, you know when when somebody takes the tires like this uh, it makes it skinnier and it's it's yeah it's uh Makes it makes us nervous a little bit. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, uh, Kevin. Uh, obviously, you know, over the past few years um, uh, at the at the Honda Indy, uh, it it used to be notoriously bumpy. The track used to be very bumpy, um, and uh, I think back to right before COVID. Um, it's a race that you don't want to remember, but it was the the race where you um, had to go to a backup car, um, and and they had done the repave. Um, it, and after that, um, you know, basically COVID hit and, uh, and we took a couple of years off. How did the track feel? Was it, was it very slippery for you? Was there, was there, was there a lot of slippery spots on the racetrack or, or did you notice the bumps come, kind of coming back? Well, how was the, 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 the racing surface for you uh, as a street course? It's, it's surprising how much it changes, um, you know, year after year. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You know we're in Canada, so uh, I, I guess the icing, uh, frost and defrost made uh, it work, and you know the, the bumps were back again uh, on the street. So uh, now I remember in 2019 when they repaved uh, the circuit, it was uh, very good. It was faster, and then uh, this weekend it was a lot more slippery, and also the braking zone seemed to. We had to brake earlier because uh, of the bumps. So, it was a little bit tougher, but uh, you know our cars are you know they ride smooth. We are we get stock cars. We're not in Indy cars, so uh, for sure, you know it rides smoother. But for sure, it makes the the braking zone slow uh, longer and the corner slower. But uh, I think it's more uh, it gets us more you know challenges. Obviously, with you on street courses, Kevin, uh, and and road courses, um, you are, are are in the dominant category. There's uh, there's there's a handful of you guys that uh, that are you know spectacular on all of them. Does this give you a different level of momentum heading into GP3R um, and and ICAR and as well Mossport heading in towards the end of the year? Does this does this change your level of momentum? Uh, you know, obviously with a, a couple of bad oval races. Um, it was a hole that you kind of had to dig out of, um, but does this change your momentum heading into the rest of the year? Yeah, for sure, for sure, because, uh, I, you know, my last win in uh, Toronto was 2017, and then my last win in GP3R was also 2016, and, uh, you know, the last time I won on, on road courses was when it was raining, so where I, I performed sure. really good, but... Uh, but, uh, you know, on the dry, on a street course or road course, it, it was kind of a long time ago. So it feels good to get back on the first step of the podium for, for you know, first time on normal conditions, I would say, on the street course. Well, now you get a chance. You love running on ovals, and uh, that's what you're going to get a chance to do next. You guys do your Western Swing out to Edmonton, the tight, confined space of Edmonton International Speedway, and then into Saskatoon to Sutherland Automotive Speedway, where you got a little more room, some more banking to play with. Uh, what's the thoughts heading west? Uh, looking forward, I'm happy that the first one is Edmonton. The, that's one place we finished second once, and we had the fastest car that day. And other few times we were fast, but had bad luck. So I think we... 
we're we're fast there, and we just need the luck on our side, uh, or you know, I've uh, calmed my nerves a little bit. But uh, uh, so I'm happy to to go to Edmonton first. We perform better there and uh, try to build the uh, momentum. And you know, Saskatoon the same thing. We never had really good luck there, uh, so you know, we'll try to fire to to switch it around or you know get the luck on our side but uh looking forward and maybe like like i say if we have a good result in in edmonton uh, we can build momentum with this well whatever you used as a lucky charm for toronto i suggest you keep it firmly planted in that 74 car because it obviously worked uh the crew worked fantastic so did you how about the sponsors on that 74 car that beautiful red machine is looking fantastic yeah, well, you know, uh, ESR Wheels uh, joined the team this year with uh, with us, so uh, it's great to have uh, two wins this season with uh, with having them on board. So uh, ESR Wheels and uh, my own, you know, my own company, Lacroix Tuning. So uh, uh, performance parts, uh, it's great to have uh, you know win for for the team. Well, you got them tuned up, my man. You did a fantastic job in Toronto. Good, safe travels now west, and good luck at Edmonton. Go get them. Yeah, thank you. You I betcha. <laughs> that is Kevin Lacroix, driver of the number 74 in the NASCAR Penny Series. Did a great job at that race. Second win. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's the first double winner this year. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he'd be the first double I think. winner. Yeah. I think, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you when you look at, uh, at you know, Kevin Lacroix and, and Andrew Ranger and Dumoulin, you know, and and Tagliani, you have to put them in that yeah. same category. Dooms was um, right there. Dublin was right he there. He was right there. Um, just didn't he? He just kind of maintained um, the gap. The twenty seven seemed to be able to get to the back bumper of the seventy four. The seventy four pull back out. Yeah, um, it seemed consistent that way. Uh, I'm telling you what, and I made a Facebook post after that. But the the amount that Canada needs to take note of the the gem that you have in front of you, um, watching the caliber of of drivers that we have on road courses in mm. our national tour, yeah, um, is is astounding. And and uh, you know I I don't think it can be said enough how competitive the NASCAR Pinty Series is right now. Oh, it huge, is huge. insane. Yep, when you look at at Andrew Ranger, Dumoulin, Kevin Lacroix, uh, you look at Alex Tagliani, um, you know, LP Montour comes in and he's running in the top five um, and, you know, he's run everything from GT3 to Trans Am yeah. to all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, the the level of competition that we have at the front of that field in Toronto um, you know, around the world, it would be celebrated. Sure. And, well, and it a needs picture, to be. I seen a picture of Tagliani standing there talking to Pagano. Yeah. A good friend of his running IndyCar. Of course, yeah. uh, Alex Tagliani in yeah, IndyCar. a pole sitter for the Indianapolis 500. Alex has been there, done that. Yep. Kind of a cool photo where the two of them are talking about the different disciplines of racing sure. that they're going to do on the weekend. Yep. Wishing each other the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's equally as impressive though on the oval side. So yep. so when you when you look at the the diversity that we have in the schedule, you look at the diversity that we have in the driver backgrounds from whether they be from the road course side, the sports car side, or whether they be from the short track stock car side. Um, just the uh, the diversity that we have up here, um, you know, is something that's celebrated in our culture. 
and uh, it's definitely something that uh, the fan base should be taking note of right now because it's never been it's never been at a higher level never thicker um, than yeah. than what we have right now in front of us. And, I agree, and uh, I think the fans, uh, you know, at West are going to be treated to something very special. And uh, equally, I think the rest of the year, uh, right down into Delaware Speedway at the end of the year, um, this is going to be a barn burner of a title fight. And uh, there's going to be some really wild events take place between now and the end of the year. So um, take note of that, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be incredible to watch. Get ready, the fur could fly. So Junior says yep. he's been watching every single lap, course spotting for the 27. We are going to hit this break when we come back. How about a two? Time winner this weekend uh, won two races, one Friday night, one Saturday night, 135 laps. The guy is uh, batting a 1,000. We got Kyle Steckley, driver of the 22 in the APC Series and, I believe, point leader at Delaware Speedway in the late model class. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We'll be back. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro quick quick fire starters no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. 
Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to riversidespeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, yeah, baby! Yeah! Gentlemen, start your engine! Welcome back to Race Time Radio. I kind of think I like it, too. That is Joey Vinegar bringing us back. Uh, you want to check his tunes out? Uh, Google him. Joey Vinegar uh, does some great tunes. Uh, but welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. i uh, got to welcome our viewers as well on Facebook. Uh, we had a little kerfuffle in hour number one, but hour number two, you're going to get hour number two plus a bit here tonight. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we, and bring in our next guest. Uh, this guy, he had paid her both nights. Friday night at Delaware Speedway, did an incredible job behind the wheel of the 22 car. And then, lo and behold, off to Flamborough Speedway for the APC series. He won there last year. He did it again on the final lap last night at Flamborough Speedway. His number is 22. His name is Kyle Steckley, and we got him on the hotline. What's going on there, Steck? How you doing, kiddo? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Man, oh, man, you had yourself a peach of a weekend uh, with a win on Friday night and another one on Saturday night. Uh, good for you, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We had a really good car this weekend, and we were able to pick up two wins. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and good, good to get a couple more wins this year, and hopefully we can keep it going. Now tell me. Are those two different cars? You got a Friday night car for Delaware and a, and an APC car. They both look identical, or is that is that one car that you ran in both races? No, it's two separate cars. We run one Friday night on Delaware, and uh, the other in the APC series. So we had our Delaware car working pretty good, and tried to get our APC car set up a bit more like our Delaware car, and we did that. We got it a lot better, and obviously we're able to pick up the win. Now, listen, i got to rewind the clock here a little bit to Friday night because I'm tuned in watching on Rogers. The guys do a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to knock them on that. Uh, I'm watching the feature event when you guys took the green flag, and I'm watching uh, you and Cole. You guys were putting on a show, man, side by side, and all of a sudden Cole lost it on the high side of 3-4. What I seen was Cole losing. I didn't see the 22 car drive up into him. Now, I even watched the replay, Kyle, and your wheels did not leave that white line on the bottom of the racetrack. If you had drove up into him, my friend, your wheels would have left that line unless the line goes up, uh, which I don't think it does. And I know Cole was pretty hot on you. And even the announcers were kind of beating on you pretty good, saying that, oh, from this camera angle, it looks like uh, Kyle drove up into Cole. I don't think you did. I need your opinion. Did you think you did or did you not? I don't think I did. You know, he was 
pinching me down pretty good, pinching me down. I, I got under him a couple laps earlier. They pinched me down. I got loose under him and lost it and then got back under him and was just driving hard and I was down all the way on the apron pretty much, pretty much near the rumble strips and he just kept coming down, coming down. I might have hit a bump and bounced a bit, but I really don't think I, I ran up into him at all, but I think it was just hard, hard racing and neither of us had any room and he just, that's, what happens sometimes from from the position that i i watch the exact same thing and and uh it's one of those things that at a track like delaware uh you, you're kind of already yawed out when you get to the center of the corner right like the the yeah. car the right rear is further out than the than the right front right it's just you're not sideways yeah. you're not loose it's just the way that these cars are set up and the way that they handle and and you know if 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 you lose it by a little bit, you know, that, that can be, you know, two, three, four inches further out well, with I'll, the right rear. I'll tell you, if Kyle, and, and if Kyle turned didn't. the 73, uh, a breath of wind would have turned the 73. No, exactly. If and that's, that was the case. But that's exactly what I'm saying is, is that, yeah. is that you're a hundred percent right. It is a racing deal. And, and you know, it, it's on him equally because you guys are door to door. Um, you know, it's on him equally to leave enough space down to the bottom. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. a racing deal, and uh, yeah, no, it's I, even even to be called an involved car. And, and I had this conversation with another guy who said, "Do you think it was he was an involved car?" And I said, "No, I don't, no. because no. In, in order for him to be involved, it would have had to be the nose, or he would have mm-hmm. had to slow down his momentum." And I said, "His momentum never changed, no. and and he he never." you know actually made contact with the front end of his car to the back end of the other it was rear to rear and or even rear to door and in in that case you're not an involved car so um it's just like if two cars come off the corner one car gets loose on the bottom and crowds the other one up into the wall right the bottom car is not is not technically an involved car if the guy deflects off the wall, because the yellow nine times out of ten in that case never comes Doesn't out. Doesn't come out. Yeah. So it's uh, you know it is what it is. Uh, there's no skin off of your back, and and obviously um, you know you you have to have a, a short short memory as a race car driver, uh, <laughs> and and you go out there uh, and put on a clinic. You put on an absolute show at Flamborough Speedway uh, on how to race. Not only not only how to race, but how to race respectfully. Um, you know, it's a, it's a short race track and to finish that race up front with hardly any marks on your car, um, absolutely great job. And I think the crowd got, uh, every penny, uh, that they paid for worth, uh, of that ticket price. Uh, uh, just watching you come through the field, Kyle, um, did you know that you had that good a car? What lap did you know where you, where you had a real good car under you? Yeah, well, we struggled throughout the day, really. We were, I think we were like ninth in combined practice speeds and then qualified seventh. So we weren't sure how the car was going to handle, but we practiced on some older tires. So yep. we're hoping it was going to be good on the long run. It felt stable, so we weren't really sure what to expect. But then about we got up front, and I was running second behind Kimball there, and I felt like I had a decent car. And then uh, I, I really found that we had uh, a good car, and... Uh, in contention for the win was around lap 60 when I was behind Gamel there and I was just I was really just riding a lot of a lot of that time and just sticking with him and just staying a couple car lengths back from him so he wouldn't get away and we had a lot of speed there and the car never went away on that long run so 
that's definitely where I found out. But it was it was a bit of a chaotic race too, with some racing hard, and I got to the inside of Kimball, and then got shuffled up and got almost went around and fell back a couple of positions. But it was it was a fun race. No, no bad uh, blood between you and Kimball, right? Like uh, or or Gimmel. There was no. Was there any words after like? Uh, that, that, that the pass you made was a good pass. Um, but you know what? It's short track racing, too. Uh, was there anything said between the two of you? Because that's a tough one, right, when you're leading it until the last lap, and then you get passed and you end up coming in second. Yeah, we talked about it for sure. He's he's a good racer, and I have a lot of respect for him. And I, I was racing him clean, just trying to make something happen in those last 10 laps, and he was blocking the bottom pretty good blocking the bottom making it pretty hard for me to get under him and i hardly got into him i watched the replay again this morning and i didn't think i really got into him i just touched him a little bit and he said he knew he was holding me up he knew my car was better than him and at the end of the day it's just hard racing and he would have done the same thing 100 percent one thing i am noticing in in the apc series is and i'm talking kind of throughout the middle portion of the race um, and, and we noticed it uh, big time at, at Sunset Speedway at the beginning of the year, noticed it again at, uh, at Flamborough Speedway uh, the first time around, noticed it in a huge way at Peterborough Speedway, and then we seen it again last night uh, where the car out front, uh, it begins to get really, really wide um, f- throughout the middle portion of that race, and it creates a long traffic jam, right? It creates a long single-file train. Um, we seen it at Peterborough Speedway in a big way with Jake Sheridan. He, he or well, it started with Ryan Kimball, right? He made his car extremely wide, um, right. and nobody could get by him. Um, you had to make a very aggressive move to get by him. Um, and and last night, same deal, same guy, uh, Ryan Kimball. Uh, really, you know, and and he is the leader of the race. He controls it. Uh, but he puts himself in the position where you either have to move him or or you have to ride behind him and risk you getting freight trained. Yeah, right? and when he gets moved, he's not going to just lose one spot. He's going to lose like 10 when no, he's exactly. holding up like 10 guys. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, when you look at, at last night, um, you made an aggressive move. Uh, I guess it was around lap 50, 55, whenever it was. Um, and, and I don't even know, you know what lap it was. But you made an aggressive move on Kimball um, to get that lead. And he paid you right back for it, <laughs> right? It's it's one of those yeah. things. Um, at that point, it was a it was a wicked save, by the way. But did you think did you, did your race kind of flash before your eyes when you went sliding through turn three and four? Yeah, it's, well, first off, it's definitely tough when you're in that spot as a leader. But you know, the guys, I I get both sides of it. But at the same time, when you're holding out that many guys, it's it's tough. But it it makes for some hard racing and definitely makes it a challenge when you're trying to get by him because you seen last year i think it was when i won at flamborough jr was trying to get past i think it was kimball as well exactly he ended up getting spun by shepherd and got sent to the back so you don't want to just ride behind the guy when there's there's a big train behind you because then everyone starts to get impatient so you gotta go at some point and make something happen and uh i yeah i got pretty scared there when i when sliding up the track, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to hold on to it. But luckily, Kimball did, did. He backed out of it and let me save it at least. And we kept on going from there. And I only lost a couple spots. So at the end of the day, it wasn't horrible. But 
Yeah, definitely some hard racing there for a little while. And I don't want to. I I am not throwing a dart at Ryan Kimball at all, and I neither are you. Um, yeah. I, and I want to make that very clear. It's just good hard nose racing, you know. And and yep. that's exactly what we all pay to pay to see. And and I wouldn't want Kimball to drive in any other way that than what he did. It was, I I just want to bring light to it because it was something to watch and it's something to watch for as the season progresses. But uh, uh, awesome racing, man. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Sponsorship on that 22 car got to mean a lot to you, buddy. Absolutely. I have so many amazing supporters on both my Delaware car and my APC car. I've got APC Auto Parts Centers, Canusa Warehousing, Quickwick Fire Starters. Those three are some of the biggest sponsors in all of Ontario racing and the best companies you can have on your car. So I'm super grateful for them three. We've got A.W. Melrights, who's been a longtime supporter of not only me, but also my dad. Stewart's Equipment, all of APC Auto Parts sponsors with Dayco, Spectre Premium, Bram, Monroe, everybody they have that supports them. All of my local sponsors, Triple B Spring, Fritz Alder Precast, Lift Solutions, Whalers, Tightline Anchors. We've got, who else we have? Schmidt Logging. We've got so many amazing supporters. Uh, high fluid race products, Phoenix Electric, the list goes on and on. So I'm just so thankful all my crew that helped me on, work on the car at the track and in the shop, and just everybody who supports me. I wouldn't be able to do it without all of them. Well, now you've earned the right. Uh, you know, of course, your dad is the NASCAR Pinty's uh, multiple champion, uh, Scott Steckley. Now you've earned the right to get into that Pinty's car. What's that feel like? You're heading west, my friend. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for the opportunity. I've been wanting to race in the NASCAR Pinty Series since I was probably five or six years old, going to all the races to watch my dad, and now I get the opportunity to do it. So hopefully we can have a good run and make the most of it, and I'm really looking forward to going to Saskatoon. I got a sneaky suspicion you're going to do real, real well, my friend. We'll keep your seat warmed up here. Sound good, Kyle? Sounds great. Thanks, guys. You betcha. That is Kyle Steckley. Uh, watch for him in Western Canada. The 22 shall ride again. Will it be 22? I should have asked him that. It is. It is the 22. Yep. Yeah, well, Scotty's never going to give his number away unless it's to his son. Yeah, well, Cameron had it for a long time, but yeah. Well, Cameron and I guess, the uh, who else? Uh, Petey Shepard was the 22 car, too. Was he not? No. I thought he was. No, he was the 7. Oh, he was a seven. No, in a late model. Oh, in a late model. In yeah. a late model, he was a twenty-two. Twenty-two, yeah, yeah. but not in, yeah, not yeah. in the penny series. Ah, there you go. You're right. The national exhaust number seven. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Uh, anyway, uh, we are going to throw it back to Toronto. Get you up to date on the news and highlights, and then our number two begins. We're going to start our number two off out in Saskatoon. At uh, Sutherland Sutherland Automotive Speedway, we got Matt Shirley going to join the show. He's going to jump into the action when the NASCAR Pinty Series shows up in his backyard at the track. He's going to go Pinty's racing. So uh, we're going to check in with Matt, and we're going to talk RS1 with the boss. we got Trevor Siebert coming up in Hour 2. Stay with us. Back to you in Toronto, and then we'll be back for Hour number 2. All live, Series XM 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. 
also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that. Hour number two begins all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, as well on RacetimeRadio.com. Uh, still having a little bit of trouble there hooking up to our Facebook, but it'll be a setting that we're just not quite used to yet. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it. Uh, time will tell. Uh, but we got a great hour number two all lined up for you here tonight. Uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Matthew Shirley out in Saskatoon. He's getting ready to go when the Penny Series comes by his door. Uh, you're going to be jumping in and activating. I believe it will be the number 12. Of course, Matthew is one of those crafty veterans and a lay model out there. He knows the track, Junior. And when you know the track and you got to get acclimated to the car, sometimes it can go real easy. Other times, it can be a real nightmare. I wonder what it's like transitioning from a late model into a Pindy's car. Ah, well, it's just it's kind of like jumping from a fighter jet into a Boeing 747. It's kind of, it's, uh, um, yeah, definitely. You know, we've seen lots of guys do it. It's, uh, you know, Dwayne Baker comes to mind and Ron Sheridan and, uh, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of names like that that have made one-offs. Uh, uh, you know, Matt, Matt Pertigo did it a handful of times and, um, you know, just, uh, he's definitely in for, for an eye-opening experience. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's in a good car. Um, you know, that, uh, that DJK piece is, is no joke. It's, uh, it's a really good piece. And, and, uh, you know, DJ, DJ knows how to set these things up for ovals. He's got some, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. And, and, uh, you know, if, if you can get around the racetrack, you can get around it in a Benny's car equally. It's, uh, but there's definitely, you know, there's some nuances that you need to learn. And, uh, uh, it's usually, it's not about going fast at the beginning. It's, it's, uh, it's about maintaining and saving those tires and, and keeping up with the pack the entire time is the the tough part and the tricky part so uh i'm looking forward to seeing how he can do you know you look at some of those western competitors uh luke haukas uh you know kind of jumps off the page um and uh you know jamie krizik is another one yeah. who qualified right up front last time nick, nick he jewel out, he's uh, another one yeah, he's another one that has went out there and laid down some numbers so um it's no joke he they can get it done and and uh, uh he's going to be in a really good piece and and uh, i look forward to uh, to seeing how he can make out what's really cool is uh, Matt's got the right DNA. Uh, he's got it in his blood, uh, and that, that's the cool part. But uh, enough talking about it. Uh, talking about him. What do you say we talk with him? And he joins us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Matt? How are you, buddy? Good, Joe. How about yourself? Doing real good, real good. Hey, this was welcome news uh, out about 10 days ago that I seen you're going to be in the NASCAR Penny Series. I know you run all the... Uh, uh, the rocket races at, uh, you know, at Sutherland Automotive Speedway in your late model and you're around the province. But this here, 
this is going to be different. You're going to get into a Pindy car. You got to be excited. Yeah, I know. Honestly, guys, this has been something I've kind of had on the bucket list for a long time. Uh, watching drivers like Chantel do what she's doing in it, and like you guys are talking about some of the Western drivers there. I know my dad did it a couple of years. Nathan Wink's another one who was one that had a little bit of success out on the Western swing, and being associated with someone like DJ Kennington and having that car prep by him is going to be going to be surreal honestly it's been like the last couple of weeks has been like a dream come true so what we what when you look at it matt what is going to be success in your eyes like you're not going to be happy unless you get the win or what will success be uh so that when you get out of the car you high five everybody and say hey what the hell was that look at this we did it you know that's a, that's a very good question uh talking with my my girlfriend Camille, where she's like well just being a part of the race is a huge success and that that it is, but the competitor in us always wants to do the very best we can. And we got some great partners on board, like Provincial Vodka and a whole bunch of other family and friends who believe in us in this process. So we definitely, when you talk about goals, we're, we're thinking, I mean, top 10 would be great. Um, I mean, but I just look at Kyle Steckley just confirmed he's going to be in his NASCAR debut in Saskatoon. I mean, like the, you look at Tagliani, Lacroix, I mean, Mark, Anton Cameron, all those guys, like, Top 10 would be surreal. A top 5 would be, like, really great. If I can get an interview with Todd Lewis on a podium, I'd probably be in tears. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. And that's, that's yeah. one of those things, right? On a, on a debut weekend, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because your, your goals will change as the day goes on, right? It's, it's yeah. uh, uh, you know, you're, right now you think about all the different opportunities, and, and there's so many unknowns, but... Uh, you know, it seems like uh, after the first few laps of practice, you get a you get a real good glimpse on how everything's going to go, and then and then you, you you know you make a few adjustments and you go the wrong way, you go the right way, right? It's it's uh, you know as the day goes on, your 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 uh, you know your situation changes, and and it might be for the good, it might be for the bad, right? And 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 it, it it's like a roller coaster ride as soon as you get into it, and that doesn't change if you've got one start or 199 starts. It's uh, it's kind of the same way for everybody and and uh uh I, I you know i absolutely love seeing um you know somebody jump in for the first time and and obviously the entire series loves it right it, when when somebody new comes in um but it definitely does it, there's got to be some pressure there for you because you're not just you're not just a runner you're a front runner at your home track and you're going out there on your home track um, which is uh, it's a little bit of a different ball game, you know. You've got uh, you, are you going to feel any of that pressure, or do you put that pressure on yourself already? Well, a little bit of both. Um, it's kind of like when I talk about kind of like it's been a dream the last couple of weeks. I think it's really going to hit me eventually on Tuesday. I mean, the other part about it too is, I mean, we've I've got I've gained some race experience over the years myself personally. But when we're talking about you know running a late ball versus running a Pinty's car, I mean the cars are totally different, right? Yep. And going in first time, I'm going to be sitting in it is going to be Tuesday when we're doing we're going to be at a car show, and then I'm going to be running the late mall Tuesday night, and then the first time I'm going to actually drive the car is going to be on the Wednesday practice. So that part I think is going to hit me when the nerves are really going to hit there. But uh, I when and then we talk about pressure with like friends and family. I know it was like uh, we have family coming out from all out of town to watch this because they they know it's a huge opportunity, and as well for sponsors. I mean, all of our competitors, too, are going to be behind us. I know they want us to have a good showing. And like you said, we'll know 10 minutes into practice. If I was talking to you guys, I'd let you know how confident I was. <laughs> but um, it was really good being, like, I feel confident in, with DJ and the car that way. I know he's 
I mean, he's a front runner. He's done really good out here. I mean, he's a Daytona 500 racer for crying out loud. DJ is this, one of the success stories out of Canada. And for him to be prepping a car with us, you guys got to always have the confidence when you go into the races that you can always do it. And I know we're going to have the car that we're going to be able to do something with it. It's going to be, let's see what I can do. Yeah, you're going to have actually a gun at a gunfight. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you said it well, Matt. You know, guys that you compete against, guys that when you guys put the brain buckets on at uh, the, the Speedway, you guys are fierce competitors for that short window of time. Uh, but when you yeah. guys get out of the car, uh, not everybody's friends all the time. You still have the ones. But I'll tell you what, when you go to get into this car, uh, even the foes at the Speedway are going to become Matt fans because you yeah. are actually representing not just you and your team and your sponsors. You're representing the whole place. No, that's, that's exactly right. And honestly, I've always been a true believer is you're only as good as your competition. If you're running at a local track, you know, and you, you're you got one of the best cars out there and you're beating four or five other cars every night, that's that's just one thing you can call yourself a champion. But honestly, I'm really proud of the guys that, and girls we race with in Saskatoon. We all push each other week in and week out. And, I mean, we were able to have some success at the, the Rather 300 for our first time being there earlier this year, which was awesome. And, I mean, we've made the Canada Short Track Nationals both times. I thought making that race was huge for us when we went out there at uh, Ducasa. So I think we're, yeah, we're going to do, do our city proud. We're going to show what kind of Saskatoon racing is all about. And DJ's got the car. And hopefully, I mean, we're going to have our team. We're going to be throwing some adjustments at it if we need to. And we'll see what we got. I just got one idea here. Now, uh, DJ's got to drive pretty well right by Saskatoon to get to Edmonton. Yeah. How come you're not uh, standing out on that uh, Trans-Canada waving the Castrol Edge machine in and just said, tell them, drop my car off right here, and then you can keep driving to Edmonton. I'll take care of it here for a couple of minutes while you're gone. That's what you should do. And then sneak a little bit of practice in. Uh, well, they got that rule with the NASCAR, though, that you can't do a week out to practice in the car. Bah, they that's haven't got eyes there, Matt. They won't yeah. have a clue. They're all going to be well, in Edmonton. No, we just made it public now, so now we're in trouble. <laughs> I blew and, that plan. As, Sorry, buddy. Hey, uh, as, as a competitor, I don't like to narc on people, but as a competitor, that's not allowed. I'm just going to say it right now. From the 27, there's a formal protest already. Yeah, yeah. I, I drew it up. I drew it up. So uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I, not to... So much you know, for support, eh, man? I like you. I like you as a guy. You know, just not yeah. that much, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not a good guy at all, but, you know, I, I got a video of him practicing. Well, <laughs> you're, you're lucky I'm not on the team. I'll tell you that because yeah. I'd be getting old DJ to drop, uh, just stop here for a coffee. You just go in there. We'll take care of the rest. He wouldn't even yeah. know the car's out of there. Yeah, we were just scaling out the track, guys. We just wanted to get a good, you know, baseline up the track. That's all it was. Sure, we got to fit Matt in the car, right? We got to fit him. So he's got to get yeah. in it. So, yeah, yeah, you'll see the odd picture of him sitting in the car. Yeah. All right, if this gets brought up to the driver's meeting, guys, I swear we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, if you've seen a picture of the driver's meeting from the weekend in hey, Toronto, hey, hey. you'll know the yeah. junior listens real well. Yeah. <laughs> just one. <laughs> 
Somebody snapped a photo, and it looks like Junior's asleep I, in the meeting. I retweeted it. it. It is pretty funny. If you go on Twitter, you can see it. But <laughs> it looks like I listened very well at the driver's meeting. And by the way, I listened, that's how I listened in school, too. Yeah. That's exactly the same face. Well, no, that's the way you've listened to me your whole life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't listen ve- I don't listen very well, apparently. No, uh, he catches the odd thing. Yeah, yeah. The odd thing. Yeah, Incredible. Matt, you were about to have a good time out there. How about crew? Who have you got assembled to uh, to crew it, and will it be the number 12? Yeah, it, actually, it won't be the number 12. It'll be the number 28. Um, we'll actually have the, the team coming out here in the next little bit of it. So it'll be the 28 Provincial Vodka Dodge Challenger. And for crewing, it's actually awesome. When we were talking with DJ about how this was possible, they're really focused on their race team this year and everything. So we're going to have some support with him, especially with the engine and all that. Um, But then other than that, it's going to be our crew, the same crew that went out to the Western Rattler 300 and who's been with us locally. My my dad, uh, uh, my spotter Jeremy Brooks, Ron McLean, uh, Matthew Stocker is going to be helping out with some tire work. And, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be, and a couple of the local kind of sponsors who came on board. We'll have a couple of them on the pits for some extra hands. So it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be the local team, you know, and with the guidance there of uh, DJs, one of DJs guys, or maybe two of them. And yeah, we're gonna go see what we got with the big boys. Yeah, well, you're gonna be the only guy that comes down pit road. Uh, the number twenty eight has forty two guys come over the wall to service yeah. him. <laughs> It'll be the fastest <laughs> pit stop in Pinty's history, but it'll be 42 guys jumping over the wall. Darn right. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, incredible. Hey, I just want to take my hat off to you as well. I know that you do a lot of work for the Speedway. Um, the promotion, uh, you know, they mentioned it uh, in the driver's meeting uh, for Edmonton and for Saskatoon just because they're kind of lumped together. Uh, but they mentioned it at the Toronto driver's meeting, all the work that uh, both Edmonton as a track has done uh, and as well uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway uh, has done in in. Uh, promoting the event, not just not just uh, you know having a, a radio ad that says there's a race this weekend, but actually yeah. going out in the community and actually promoting the event uh, in a huge way. And I know that you're definitely not only going to be on track, but but you're a huge part of that. And uh, um, you know, hats off to you and and to the entire camp. Uh, at at your speedway because it it means the world you know you get the local radio station you get the local TV stations uh, all of those different entities out there promoting uh, the the race that's coming up uh, and then as well supporting it out in the community um, it it means a ton and and it means a ton to not only to the people that are going to be there watching it but as well to all the teams that are coming in because uh, uh, that helps everybody and and uh, so hats off to you and, and to your entire group over there for for doing that well honestly thank you joe i really i'll pass that on to him because it's it's a whole group effort like the the saskatoon stock car racing association this year is celebrating 60 years of being an entity and it's absolutely incredible to see what some of these volunteers have put together i mean i've put i've put in some time myself uh being one of the young ones but there's there's a guy al balky he's been out there since he used to race on the track back and was on 8th street there in the middle of the city and he still comes out, and he's our number one 50-50 seller. It doesn't matter. Al Bakke always sells those 50-50 winning tickets, and he's been with the association, my goodness, I swear, probably almost the full 60 years. It's incredible. Well, if he's always the one that sells the winning tickets, I know why he's the highest-selling guy. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. He's got 50 years You want to point him out when I get there? I'm going to buy a ticket from that guy. 
Yeah, I'll make sure I will, Joe. I, got you. <laughs> I know El Baki. I met him a uh, number of times so that, uh, well, back at the old Weinick Group Speedway and Auto Clearing Motor Speedway. Uh, I've sat down and heard many stories with Mr. El Baki. Uh, he is a dynamite guy. I He wasn't there the last time I was out there for IRS mm-hmm. 1, but uh, you can bet your boots El Baki is going to be at that Pindy's race. Oh, yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't expect anything less out of them. Yeah. Going to be dynamite. Matthew, good luck in the race. I know we look forward to getting your post-race comments. Hopefully uh, sure. you hit all the targets, kid. If there's anything I know about you, you do uh, perform. You do get results. And I know you're going to be a success out there. Uh, good luck. Have a great race. And uh, more power to you, man. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, guys. And thanks so much for having me on here. It's a pleasure. I'm going to tell our hauler driver to leave a day later so that we can just check on the way by just to make sure you didn't <laughs> get it yeah you didn't unload it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. never matt yeah, doesn't google, break the google, law google and images you proved something too junior you weren't asleep in the meeting you actually did hear something well when they started <laughs> applauding when oh, they started applauding that woke, woke you up, up. Woke i got up. it i got it yeah, yeah. matthew you have a good one say hi to everybody out there will you yes we'll see right back at you guys and we'll see you out west you betcha that is uh, Matt Shirley, he is going to be in the number 28, not the number 12. You know him in the number 12 when you're out at uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. But he's going to be in the 28, and that is a proven good car. We've seen that 28 perform before, Junior. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, – well, I mean, it, it, DJ owns the number, right? So sure. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the car that he's going to be in is a good piece. Um, uh, it's likely one of the uh, 51 cars from last year from Rick Ware. Right. Um, so it's uh, uh, his, uh, his second program is, is very strong. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to seeing everything come together, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't talk about Saskatoon without talking about the shark lounge. Yeah. The shark lounge is a heck of a time. Yes, and, it is. Uh, yep. uh, it's, uh, been uh, in there. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, uh, yeah, we've closed it down a couple of times. Have it's, you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely That's a good sports bar. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And Just, we got you gotta be careful because Denny's the fish bowls, right on the, end. the fish bowls, they, they're not, they're not cheap for the whole night. <laughs> It's just no. there's only an hour window where they're cheap. Right. They snuck up on us the one time. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. They did. That would have snuck up on you a lot. Yeah. Okay. Thank well, God it wasn't my Visa card on. <laughs> we are sneaking up on a break right now. We're going to take the opportunity. Uh, so don't you go anywhere. We will be back. Uh, we're going to talk RS1, why don't we, out in B.C.? Uh, it's going to go green this coming weekend when we're green doing the IWK250. They're going to be busy at Penticton Speedway. We're going to catch up with Trevor Sieber on the other side of the break. I got a million questions for Trev, and uh, we'll hear all about it. It's almost the, it's almost we like back. we're coast to coast. We are. Right? Imagine it's it's almost like Race Time Radio is coast to coast. We started out the night talking in Halifax, yep. and now we're talking about BC at the end. huh? Imagine that. It's almost like you scripted Stopped that. Stopped in Ontario, Saskatoon, hey, all the way look through. Look at that. Look at us go. We'll be back. Come on, wake up, honey. I got a little money coming my way. We gotta get out of here. If you find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and beer. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. No one else, only you, Mister Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new—that's all you and your friend, Mister Transmission. 
Transmissions. That's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Love the sound of those cars whizzing on by, Junior. We're going to hear lots of that next weekend. Uh, what are you up to next weekend? Edmonton. Oh, is Edmonton is next weekend? Yeah. Ah, here leave, I'm thinking I, that it's another week away from no, that. I leave on Friday. Jump on a jump on a, a West Bird. A West Bird, and away you go. Yeah, and uh, head out to Edmonton. And so you're going West Jet? I got a busy week. Like, Is in, it West Jet in, or are you I Air Canada? No I have no idea. Well, it makes a difference because West Jet doesn't tend to be canceling too many. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas I, uh, Air Canada, yep. it's kind of spin the wheel. Yeah, it seems like everything is spin the wheel at Pearson International Airport right now. Yeah, it's quite a place. I yeah. have luck. I don't know how we're going to do... Um, like our carry-on baggage, um, you know, usually you got to check a bag. We're going to be out there for a week, so um, I think what we're going <laughs> to do is... You're going to need a yeah, big bag. going to need, yeah, for sure. Might have to break break a couple rules on the way there, but... Uh, no, not yeah, you. We might buy some clothes when we're out there and throw them in the hauler for when, when we get back, but uh, no, it's uh, it's going uh, to be a lot of fun. We're, I'm really looking forward to it, but Edmonton... And then, you know, twin 125s at, uh, at Sutherland, come back, and then I've got the APC race at Sobel Speedway for 100 laps, and then the 150 at, at Sobel for the Beat the Heat. So this is kind of like speed weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. Between Saturday yeah, yeah. and Sunday of the next week, um, there's, uh, you know, there's going to be, what, three, four, five... Five big events, so yeah, it's, yeah. it is like speed week. It's you know gonna what? Be crazy fans across Canada have got uh, the best week of racing coming up that they're probably going to see all season <coughs> long. Uh, you know, uh, it, BC fans are coming off unglued. I can guarantee you that for Penticton Speedway, RS1 makes its uh, return to Penticton Speedway. That beautiful oval, 
And uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to grab Trevor Siebert and uh, see what's going on. Uh, we got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Trev? How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing good, guys. Good to hear from you again. How's it going out that way? Excellent. Man, I'll tell you what, busy right across the country. We uh, started out out in Nova Scotia, and we're going to end things off out in B.C. tonight. Uh, and it's uh, for good cause, man. RS1. Um, uh, let's rewind the clock just a hair here. Uh, you guys kicked RS1 off at Area 27 with double features. Uh, you had Jesse Webb go to Victory Lane. You had uh, Sean McIntosh go to Victory Lane. And then there was uh, like a month, I'd say, maybe a month, uh, maybe six weeks off. And then you rolled into Saskatoon. We were lucky enough to be there and uh, do the RS1 Twin 100s live on Race Time Radio. Uh, they were dynamite races. we seen Noel Dowler go to Victory Lane. we seen Riley Siebert go to Victory Lane. So four races, four winners. I don't think you could ask for much better than that. It sounds like RS1 is matched up, Trev. I think we're doing a great job, you know, in that department. Uh, you know, identically prepared cars. Everybody's running the same equipment out there. And, um, you know, unless you have talent that's run away from the rest of the talent, um, then uh, then it really is what we're trying to do. Um, so four winners and four races is very exciting. What I, I guess what I mean by talent, and it tells you that it's, it's pretty evenly spread. The field's getting deeper every time we go out. You know, we had uh, Cameron Haley come and join us last, uh, last time out in Saskatoon, as you know. Uh, a really nice addition to the series. Uh, you know, Jason White's on board this year. Um, you know, the other Dowler boy and Adam there. Uh, you know, we got some pretty good talent. Um, and then the third Dowler, um, he's going to, you know, he's, when did he race? I guess he raced the uh, challenge race in, uh, at Area 27. Uh, you know, I watched him run some late model stuff. He'd never been in a car in his life in a, in, in, in a, in a full-size car. I watched him go around from Ticton Oval there. And, boy, I tell you, better watch out for him coming along, too. So he'll be uh, he'll be one to contend with, too, in the RS1 program uh, not too far in the future here. Well, not only do you have your finger on the pulse of everything that happens at Avion Motorsports with RS1 and with all you've got going on, Trevor, including Penticton Speedway, uh, but you're also a competitor. I want to touch on that just a wee bit. Uh, you've had good numbers. Area 27, you had two decent runs, two top fives, I believe, until you got to Saskatoon. You had a little bit of engine trouble. Then you got that stuff, uh, all those woes figured out, and then it turned on again. Uh, but still, that checkered flag has looted you just yet. Uh, you got to be itching to get to Penticton. You had a good run there in the 300. I know it was a late model compared to an RS1 car, but still, you got the laps around Penticton. You got to be, as a competitor, chomping at the bit to get home. It's kind of like rubbing salt well, on the wound I here. I, 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 you... I hate to be a guy to make excuses, but I uh, really dialed myself out in Saskatoon there, um, you know, doing a lot of things, getting ready for that weekend, just uh, from a clerical standpoint with the series, and, uh, you know, didn't pay any attention to my car. It's always the last one to get the attention, and, and we made a couple of small mistakes on there that turned out to be big problems. And, um, you know, I won't even say what they are because they're embarrassing. But, you know, little <laughs> things, right? And, uh, it yeah, happens. Yeah, we had an issue with the carburetor on the one, and then we changed carburetor. And let's just say the linkage wasn't quite right because it was, you know, a little bit different than the last one. And and uh, so we didn't quite have the car that we needed there. And I, and I was off of the setup because I, I um, 
you know, I didn't put enough effort into when we practiced. And that just shows what we got going on in that series. I mean, they're, the, the competition is so tight and the cars, of course, are equal. And so if I just get a little bit lazy, or anybody for that matter, you're going to be dialed right out. And um, and that's what I did. Did it for myself. Yeah, I managed to sol- uh, salvage uh, a respectable finish, but... You know, partway through the race, and uh, race one, uh, I was way out to lunch, and then I had to make some major changes, and I probably went too far the other way. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's uh, that my own mistake, and, um, you know, but that's what the series is all about. But uh, looking forward to Penticton for sure. Next weekend's going to be a big weekend for us. Um, i got to come back with a, with a big weekend for sure. Um, four four winners and four races, and I don't see my name anywhere near the top, and I think it needs to be solidly put in the winner's circle there with the rest of the guys. So well, that's my intent next weekend. Well, you got I know four guys right now that are going to be uh, definitely contenders in that race at Penticton Speedway. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, what's the format coming up for next weekend at Penticton? Well, it's our typical format, which is uh, we always run, whether it's a road course or whether it's on the oval, we run... Uh, we run two races in in the day, and they're both uh, equal points and equal um, priority. So, you know, sometimes in the oval, people think it's a half and half, and that's not what it is. It's a it's a it's a 100 lap race with a break in between another 100 lap race. They both have the same priority on them as far as points and payout go. Um, so it'll be the same scenario at Penticton, and we'll have the Avion Sprint Cars, the Wingless Sprint Cars, joining us again. They've been our support series for the last couple of years. So the way the, the, the night kicks off, we, of course, we go through qualifying and then, you know, we line the cars up to have a meet and greet with the fans and we take the green and we do our first 100 lap race. And when we're done that, you know, we, we celebrate the top three spots. And, and when that's all said and done, then the, uh, then the Avion Sprint Cars, uh, take to the track and they do their entire schedule. Um, you know, they do their heat race, they're qualifying their heat races, um, and their main event. Uh, before the Avion um, Motorsports, the, the RS1 goes back out. And so we've got, I think it's about an hour, hour and a half, usually in between the two races, and then we go at it again. And, and um, you know, the interesting thing is we don't change tires. You're not allowed to change tires. So you have to make those tires last for all 200 laps. And, uh, you know, I like it. Uh, it. It brings a lot of strategy into it, which is something that I want to bring into the series was, how do I make this thing a strategy game? Because I think that's missing in a lot of short track racing because the races are so short. So, yeah, it's only a 100-lap race, but if you chewed up your uh, tires in the first go-around, uh, you got nothing for the second one. So it's how hard do I push? Do I push for the win? Of course, I mean, a win is a win, so go get it if you can get it. But if you're driving around a fourth place and you chew up your car, well, you're probably going to be ninth place or tenth place in the, in the next race. So... Uh, interesting strategy. You always think you're going to run around out there up 90%, but it goes green and everybody's flat out, and you got to keep up or you go a lap down. So, you know, there's there's only so much you can do then. Uh, uh, but mostly, you know, maintain your car, keep the car underneath you, don't burn the brakes up, don't, don't burn the tires up. Trevor, uh, one thing that I've, I've wondered about that, and, and I've seen it kind of pop up uh, in the SRX deal uh, at Nashville. I want to say it was Nashville. It might have been South Boston. One of the, or, or sorry, Stratford. Or Stafford. Stafford, um, yeah. Uh, when, like, if somebody gets a flat tire, is it a used tire that goes back on, or is it a, is it a brand new tire that goes back on? Because, like, like let's say in, in race number one, somebody just gets a flat right rear. Um, uh, in race number two, that car's going to be back out on the racetrack. Would it get a used right rear, or would it get a new right rear? Uh, 
put on? Well, I'll tell you a little story. So last year um, we had this exact scenario happen, and it's going to happen, obviously. You, you yep. have races in your belt. You're going to have someone's, someone's going to have this happen to them. For sure. And last year I battled with Riley and with Andrew Ranger and a couple of the other guys that are near the front, and, and, um, and I won the first race. But I was watching Andrew Dirt track that car. And, I mean, let's face it, Andrew's a hell of a driver. Yep. But I'm watching him, and I'm going, okay, but, you know, but keep doing that. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to, you know, keep doing that. And I got him in the first race, but not by much. Riley had some uh, car issues, and he was actually the one who was going to win that race. And, and he kind of handed me the race after he went out, and I was lucky enough to be ahead of Andrew. But prior to getting ahead of Andrew, I watched him dirt tracking his car, and he was burning that right rear off. And um, I said, well, if I don't get him this race, I'll get him the next one fortunate i did but in the intermission unbeknownst to me um they gave him a new right rear tire <laughs> well in the second race i'm chasing him around there and i can't catch him i mean i'm keeping with him but i can't do anything with him and he's driving the thing and it's on rail and i go okay how did he burn the right rear uh, tire off that car nothing it's just settled right underneath him this this race i don't understand and anyway both races are over he wins the race <clears throat> and um and anyways, uh, did he win or did Riley win? Anyways, uh, in the race, I, I, a couple guys came up to me, and we already had trophy presentation. We're having a couple of cold ones. And they said, you know, what's the deal with Andrew getting a new tire? And I just laughed. They said, yeah, right. And they said, no, I'm serious. And ah. I went, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, it shows you, you know, I, I don't get too involved in the rulemaking as the race weekend goes on. i got to excuse myself on some of that. While we ended up having a chat about that, and that was not what we were supposed to, uh, to do. Not Andrew's fault. He needed a tire because he had a tire go down, apparently, in between races, and they um, gave him a new one. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, we fast forward to 2022, it, it's strictly enforced, and it's right in our, our written rules now that if you lose a tire, you're getting a used tire. And so what we do is we'll take tires, things like the ones we ran at Saskatoon, yep. and we'll take them off some of the cars, we'll go through them, and we'll find five or six good right side tires and we'll set them aside and those are your change tires you lose the tires you get to pick out of one of those and and that's what you get no new tire whatsoever gotcha. uh, so that's, so cool rs1 yeah. is designed and built like this right no, exactly. it is identically prepared cars if you don't know about rs1 out in bc um, it's the coolest series that canada's got right now they are all identically prepared cars all under the roof at Avion Motorsports out in BC. Uh, Al takes care of them and the crew. And I'll tell you what, uh, these cars are identical from front to back. Uh, and I'll tell you, there's nothing that looks cooler than seeing 2024 of these uh, RS1 cars lined up on pit road. And the drivers show up at the racetrack. They literally take the helmet out of the bag. And uh, Al will say, okay, driver's meeting is over. Everyone head for your car. Now, drivers go in. They get buckled in. It is everybody else that's putting window nets up. That's it. Driver cannot touch the car uh, other than, you know, doing a little tire pressure if you wanted to or adjusting the rear wing or the pan hard bar in the back. That's it. That's it. You can't lift the hood. You can't lift the trunk ever. Not just today, but ever. You don't transport the car. Avion Motorsports transports the cars. Uh, you, as a driver, do not open the hood, do not open the trunk. 
just those three little uh, adjustments that can really make a difference, Trev. You've done it yourself, right? I know in Saskatoon, you were adjusting that rear wing on that car, and it makes a difference. People might say, oh, that, that rear wing isn't really doing the, uh, you know much or anything. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but yes, it is. It's doing a lot. Well, you know, for anybody that doesn't think that it does anything, it, it you can certainly just go out in any late model and take the spoiler off the back and see how you make out. And uh, I know one time in, uh, you know, I know it's a spoiler and the other one's a wing, but uh, trust me, from coming from a commercial pilot, I know all about wings, and I and I know the I know the effectiveness that it has. And I did drive, you know, Indy cars and I did drive Formula Atlantic, and that was in an era. Um, it just was kind of at the end of the era where you did a lot of your own things. You know, none of us had uh, wind tunnels to work with. What we used to do is actually take an eyedropper in those days with dirty oil, and we'd put little oil drops on the nose of the car and around the front wing, which we called the canard on our team, and around the wickers in different places, and you'd see where the oil went. Isn't and that? That's that's smart. Who figured that out? Like, was it, uh, like, what team figured that deal out? Well, you know, I'll tell you, like, every, everybody always lays claim to anything that was that was bright, right? But it was probably 40 years long before we came along. Um, and I don't even know, remember where that particular one was, but we we truly did that. We always had these little eyedropper, you know, medicine eyedropper things. And, yeah. uh, and we'd keep dirty oil in them. We'd put little dots on it. All you need is a little, a little spot of oil, and, of course, it travels a mile. You know, you go out there and you're doing 150, 60 mile an hour, and then you see where those little those little droplets went because they would leave dust trails everywhere. Isn't that you do true? That. The other thing we did is, which which I'm sure everybody saw this, is you know, in, in different aerodynamic shows, but we tape a little piece of wool or something on there, and anywhere that good, you know, the driver could see it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in practice, and you'd actually see the wool flip the other way and go and, and point forward. In some scenarios, you knew you had a problem. There, I, yeah. I watched a really unique uh, video on on, and I I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, but it was on there for a while, and I don't think that they intended it to be on there, but uh, it was a, a very well renowned chassis builder, and they had um, uh, a GoPro footage from one of their tests. And right. they had uh, little one-inch pieces of uh, little one-inch pieces of, of uh, yarn, like just taped all over the car. Right. And yep. uh, and they had GoPros on. Basically, you could see the entire car, and it was all stitched together, and you could see exactly what was what was happening. What was happening aerodynamically? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was really unique, but uh, but definitely one hundred percent the uh, um, the big teams are you're seeing it now the the teams in late models are are putting effort into aero sure. <laughs> it's aero aero means well, a lot well where else man. are you going to play right yeah, yeah exactly you're they've tied got every down box with the motor yep. yeah, they've got them into a thing where uh the aerodynamics are going to definitely come into play cuz you haven't got much else to play with um, and it's the same principle right Trev? stick your hand out your window when you're doing 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour down the highway, as long as you don't get cut, uh, stick your hand out the window and feel the wind resistance, and that's just the size of your hand. Imagine what that wing or that spoiler or that, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, that, that, the word I'm looking for, the splitter on the front of those cars. Uh, it makes a huge difference. It absolutely does, and, you know, the splitter makes a really big deal, of course. It, it gives a lot of downforce to the front end of the car, having the splitter on there, and so... Uh, you know, it's, again, I learned all that stuff back on the formula cars where you got to have balance in the car. And, you know, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of learning that stuff now where you, you, you flatten out that rear wing so you get straightaway speeds like at Air 27 where you, 
you know, we're doing 160 mile an hour down the back stretch there. Well, the wings are most definitely coming into play, but you flatten the wing out so you get mile an hour. But now you've got more front bite than you do rear bite. You go into turn two down there, and uh, thing gets a little bit happy on you. So, you know, a lot of it, it's actually pretty cool because a lot of it is still a throwback to the old days where we don't have we don't have wind tunnels and and we don't really have no way of testing this stuff. Um, yeah, I guess maybe you could put a you could put a zip tie on the uh, shock, you know, and just yeah. see how you know if it's traveling further than it was before. You, know, you can play with all that kind of stuff, but it, it's actually kind of cool because it it still leaves it up to the driver and, and your intuition a little bit and trying to feel the car and see if it changed. It absolutely does change. I can tell you that. It's just okay. Well, how far do you go, right? And, yeah. And and we can change the height of the wing, not just the angle of not just the angle of attack, but you can move the wing up and down. You know, uh, probably an inch, inch and a half. And then of course you can change the angle of attack and and and, the, and then there's camber and cord in the wing as well that. You know, for guys that have never studied much aerodynamics, so when it comes to wings, uh, you know, you know, I fly airplanes, and I studied that stuff when I was a kid. It, it just intrigued me, and, and so you look at that, and, and a lot of people, I, I watch, and they run it like a spoiler, and that's not. I'm not saying it doesn't work that way. Maybe it works even better, but I do know you take a an element, a wing element, and you put it in airflow at a certain angle of attack, and now you, if you give it too much, you'll stall it out. Yeah. Now you just got a sheet of plywood back there that that's blocking air. You know, I, I you know, I look at the guys with the sprint cars with the wings on them. Yeah. And I see the camber and the cord that, that they have in those wings, and then I see how some guys put them so steep that you need 900 horsepower to pull it down straight away. But <laughs> I've often wondered why they run them as steep as some of them do, because it's got to be stalled out the entire time. Right. You know what I mean? And so if you know your aerodynamics. Some of that stuff just it really intrigued the hell out of me to, to look at how they run up. That doesn't mean I'm right. It just I look at it and go, I don't know if they understand how that wing is supposed to work. That's right, but, and it's a balance, right? You're either going to give up downforce and move the wing up, up, I do believe, and when you do that uh, or knock the wing out of the air, you're going to gain speed, but you're going to lose downforce. It's a comfortable balance that you're trying to hit. Well, sure, and then you got, you know, with a spoiler, you're going to most definitely get the spoiler in the airflow because it, it does travel down your rear windshield or your w- rear window. But now you got a wing there and you've got no spoiler underneath it, you know, where is that, what, what we call the boundary layer? Does it lift up off the window or, or does it stay closer to the car now? Does it get up into the wing or does it pass under the wing, you know? So it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. And, um, you know, I... I don't know. We're all out there doing doing stuff. I can most definitely tell you the change I made in, in Saskatoon most definitely gave me more rear bite, which is what I needed. The car was super loose, so mm-hmm. I, I made the tan hard bar adjustment that I needed to make, and I, and I changed that. And when I think I said it that night that I threw the kitchen sink at it, meaning that I, I took the, the, um, the adjustments available to me, which were tire pressure, wing, uh, wing adjustment, and tan hard bar, and I did all three yeah. in, in, a, in a fashion to tighten the car up because it was that far off. And it and it helped me for about half the race till the right rear got got hot again and and, and it just it was it's still too loose and I the only thing left um, just to get technical it's like well okay well if I had all those changes what's going on with the car well I there got something that moved on the setup or yeah my right rear tire was mounted when there was a lot of humidity and we had a lot of rain that week when we were mounting tires and, well you know, yeah of course we don't we don't run nitrogen no we run air in everybody's tire so our tires can grow 10 PSI. Yeah. And if you've got a bunch of moisture in there with it, uh, you know, 
and maybe I just got bit by that. So and the day of the Twin 100s drove us crazy, right? It was hot. It was cold. It was uh, not cold, but cool. We had rain. It dried. It rained. It just dried up again and clear skies, and it got cool. Uh, it, it You had a gambit of everything on the Twin 100s that particular day, and it was a long day, but the car... Man, I tell you what, uh, Al and everybody on that Avion Motorsports crew, listening to those drivers after that first 100, it would have been a comedy show because everybody would have been going, I need this, I need this, I need this. It was crazy, and, and, and you did mention it in uh, in your, your introduction there about, on the rules of the Avion RS1 series, that we're not, as drivers, not allowed under the hood. Um, you're, you're allowed to work on your car with somebody present. Um, so, uh, the Panhard bar, for example, you can do your own adjustment. We tell everybody that, but there has, you have to have a, uh, a chaperone, if you will, when you're underneath there. Uh, the wing, we let you do it because it's up, it's up top, it's visible. All the holes that are there in the slots are available. You can, you can move it to whatever adjustment you want. So that one's straightforward. You're allowed to do that one. You're allowed to do your tire pressure, whatever you want. The Panhard bar, we do it, um, you know, under under supervision, and anything under the hood. So if you're bouncing off the racetrack, um, then, of course, we'll do the ride height and stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting because when you're, you're near saying, um, you know, you can't touch your car, and that's absolutely right. But there's a caveat to that, and you're not allowed to take it home, but every driver is invited to come and work with the crew in the shop. Mm-hmm. So if anybody thinks that they're not getting a really good job done on a setup or, you know, or maybe it's not set like, you know, everybody else is, or, or whatever, maybe we're not taking enough time with it. Absolutely, uh, the drivers are invited into the shop, and they come and work with the crew. Whether they hold a wrench or just stand there and, and monitor and watch what's going on just to learn or, or to help, because you got to appreciate, we've got some drivers that are talented drivers that can't hold a wrench. Right. You know, that's typical in racing. And then and then you got the guys that are, are very skilled in both, and those are always the tough guys to beat. I've said it my whole life, if you can drive a race car and you can set up a race car, Oh shit! Uh, you know, that's, that's a tough guy to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, absolutely. So you get guys that come to the shop and say, you know, I really like, I wish I could come to the shop. You can come to the shop anytime you want. You can be there all day if you want. You can do whatever you want. Well, you want to hang a body panel? You come on down. You know, uh, so you can do that. You'll be under our supervision, so you can't be doing something strange there. Right. But if you want to come down and read the and read the gauges as we're doing your setup and all your alignment and stuff like that, then absolutely, then they can do that because. It is questioned, you know, um, you know, but once in a while, people go, how do I know I'm getting home? Come on down. Yeah, and um, that's the cool part out. about it. You got to check out RS1, and you can do that at uh, avionmotorsports.com. Uh, you won't believe your eyes, and uh, if you're a fan out in uh, B.C., you want to head for Penticton this weekend. Trevor, what's the best time to send fans to the track? What time's everything going to start getting generated on Saturday? So green flag is at seven o'clock, but we do have, uh, you know, uh, we do have our qualifying. I believe is right around six. Uh, I don't have the schedule handy with me right now, but we're going to have the cars parked after qualifying, like we did at Saskatoon. We're going to have them all lined up in qualifying order for driver introductions. You can come down, come onto the racetrack, check out the cars, bring the kids, have a look, talk to the drivers, you know, get some autographs. Uh, we usually have some candy. We're hanging out, you know, help holding the uh, hand out to the kids. Uh, that kind of stuff. It was a real good family event. Uh, the gates are advertised to be open at at uh, five o'clock. So come on down early. Um, <laughs> we had an evening there last night. It, was, it blew my mind, uh, and I think we'll probably have it again next weekend. 
I've said it before, Penticton turns into, like, you get this light switch, this light switch in Penticton that it's a tourist <laughs> town that, that goes on about late June and goes off sometime mid-September. It's absolutely and, and, awesome. i got to interject that. Keep going. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, well, it's, so, you know, and, and the weather's on our side now, uh, finally. It's been a really cool swing, uh, spring, but last night we packed the place, and, and I we're pretty busy in my contracting business right now. I, I didn't really have intentions of being there last night. I was going to skip that one, and I thought, yeah, I better go there and help the guys out, right? Well, it's a, it's a damn good thing I did because I was a parking attendant until half hour after the race had started. They were lined up two and a half kilometers outside our gate. Wow. wow. Um, never seen anything like it. Um, it was phenomenal to see. We had Hornet Street Sox, and we had uh, hit the path with trailers on the back. <laughs> that certainly helped our attendance. And we sold the place out. It was absolutely jammed. So we had, and we had live bands going on, a uh, bunch of things. We had laser tag for the kids. We're going to do the same thing next weekend for the RS1 program. So I would encourage people to come early, uh, get themselves a, uh, a good parking spot, and get themselves a, a, a burger and a refreshment, and there's always something to do. Come down on the racetrack, come and check the cars out, and then you're not panicked to make sure that you're there for the start of the race. So uh, for sure, you know, come on down at, at 5, racing's at 7. Uh, you know, I... I I hate having fans sit there too long, but I also hate having fans parked on the highway trying to get through the front gate. Well, and they're going to have a blast when they get to the speedway. I guarantee it. What a beautiful short track. You are in for a great night at Penticton Speedway. RS1 Saturday. Don't miss it. Trevor Siebert, we can't thank you enough for the time tonight on Race Time Radio. Good luck in the race. Maybe, just maybe, you'll be the guy we'll be talking to with a victory. Well, if you're talking to the winner next Sunday, I think you can put my name in that slot because I'm not going there for anything but a win. I've got, I've got to step my game up here. So put the challenge out to the rest of the guys. There you go. Challenge delivered. Trevor Seaver, good luck in the race, buddy. I uh, can't wait to see you again. Thanks, guys. Always good talking to you. Thanks. You guys have a great night. Take care, you Trev. betcha. Trevor Seaver, everybody. Uh, RS1, you want to check it out. It's going to be Penticton Speedway this weekend. They will hit uh, Area 27 again by the end of the year uh, to wrap everything up, but you want to catch them. Uh, catch them on the oval, catch them on the road course, and get to avionmotorsports.com and uh, have a look. You won't believe your eyes. I don't care where you are in the country. If you want to get into RS1, it's possible, and it's uh, what I would say affordable for what you're getting into. Uh, it is quite a deal. We're going to hit this final break of the night. Then I'm going to pick Junior's brain about the West Coast coming up for the Pindy Series. He's on his way. So uh, we'll talk that. We'll talk uh, IWK250 on the other side. Stay with us. Poor pitiful me Roaming through them trees Won't you help me out In the North Country Underneath them pines In the green plush scenery from coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. 
you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. (laughs) Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada Talks, as always, every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, I want to wish my wife a happy 40th wedding anniversary. It's her anniversary today. And uh, it's been typical the last, I don't know, 20 out of the 40 that we've spent it either at a racetrack or talking about racing on our anniversary. So I got some plans that are going to come true a little bit later in the week. Um, So our, our 40th is today, officially, 40 years ago today we wed, but... We're going to celebrate it in a couple of days. Uh, I got an idea, but uh, I wanted to wish my wife a happy 40th wedding anniversary. Um, Also had a great time this weekend. Bob Smith, the GM of Eastbound International Speedway, snuck into Toronto to see the Pinty's race. And, uh, well, Bob was here, of course. uh, Bob and I worked together uh, at Eastbound. I was the race director out there for a couple of years back in 2017, 18. Yeah, 2017 and 18. Then I got cancer. Uh, and then I had to come back here and fight for my life and luckily made it on the other side of it. Um, but uh, that that's what I did out there. And Bob, a really good friend of mine, um, he came into Toronto, came up yesterday. Uh, we get to, we, we had a day to spend together, uh, got him in the Corvette, took him for a rip, uh, went all the way up the peninsula and uh, did a little sightseeing with him. And uh, we did stop out at Sobel Speedway. We were going to stop in there, and I wanted to introduce 
uh, Bob Smith, the general manager of Eastbound, to uh, I was going to introduce him to John Carley, actually. Um, sort of pulled in the gate just at the back gate there. Of course, in the old Corvette, so I don't want to maybe leave it out into the parking lot, but there wasn't many cars in the parking lot, so I was going to turn it around and then park in the parking lot and then go in. And uh, I, I said hello to John, waved at him, and he just had this dumb look on his face and never even said hello. He just dumb look on his face. I couldn't believe it. And I went, hey, hello, John. Nothing. And I just said, you know what, Bobby, I don't think he said, who was that? I said, well, that's the GM here at Saddle Speedway. I guess maybe we're not welcome, buddy. We better go. <laughs> so Crazy. we continued on. We come back and watched the APC race. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a good night. It was great seeing Bobby. And uh, you know what? Look forward to it each and every time. Friends out in Newfoundland, uh, there few, uh, there, there's so many of them. Yeah. Uh, we have a blast out there. For sure. I can't wait to get to the IWK 250 again. Our East Coast family. Uh, is going to be there. Jerry Paxton and I and Brad Mann, uh, we're geared up. Uh, I'm going to join Tim Terry, I believe, on Tuesday night on timscorner.ca. I'm cool. uh, going to join Tim Show. He invited me over there. Uh, we're going to talk IWK250, and I know I look forward to getting together with Tim and Dylan and absolutely everybody out there. We're going to have some fun, and you are off to the West Coast. So yes, sir. We're going to go to each opposite end of the country. Yep, yeah. Oh, well, not quite all the way, but uh, we're we're stopping just short, right? We could we <laughs> if I was going to BC and you were going to Newfoundland, then yeah, then we'd we'd stretch it out. But we we stopped just short of the coast on both sides, and and uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, I, I'm really looking forward to Edmonton. Um, it's honestly my favorite track. Barry Speedway was my favorite track for the NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. Um, that was before I ever seen Edmonton. Right. I equate the two the exact same way. They're yeah. very tight. Very. Um, you know, they provide some of the greatest hard-nosed, aggressive racing that I love. What do you call it? Fiberglass dental <laughs> floss? The, the, fiber, <laughs> the fiberglass 300. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be The wild. place where you can turn fiberglass into dental floss. That's hey, right. I watched uh, Dilly there the one time. He yep. did really good. Watch for him to be strong. It was a track like Barry, right? Yep. So Dilly comes to the party and he shines. Yep. Uh, did Ranger got a win there, didn't he? You yep. guys got a win there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we we, we should have won two of them actually in in seventeen or sorry eighteen and nineteen. Um, eighteen, uh, we blew a power steering pump with like twenty five to go. And, oh come on, um, hike was, that skirt up, Andrew, and drive that car. No, they black flagged us because it smoked. Oh, did and, it? And uh, we would have still won the race. We were leading by oh. like we were leading by like half a lap, and yeah. and uh, it had one puff of smoke, and they careful, threw the black. <laughs> careful, not a NASCAR conspiracy. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't no. get in trouble. I know that's my job. Um, but yeah, no. So it was uh, it was a definitely a tough deal, and uh, but uh, I love Edmonton Speedway, Edmonton International. They do a great job. I know there's going to be a hauler parade. Loretta uh, and Ronnie uh, out they, there. They yep. do a great job, and and uh, as well. Um, you know, looking forward to getting out over to uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Oh, Neil, uh, Neil is ready to go, buddy. Yep. I'm telling you, he, he and his staff. Uh, you got Neil, you got Richard, you got everybody out there. Um, they're, in, they're 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 going to be after it, man. In 2019, 30 championship seconds. year, thirty seconds. We by uh, the way. we just about got the the triple Ranger won one of the 150s or 125s <laughs> at at Sutherland, and then one at Edmonton. Uh, but the rain came cut us short by a little bit, yeah. um, and we ended up finishing third to Dumoulin. Um, but uh, we we could have got the win. 
And uh, uh, we, we want to shoot for that again. Ah, get back there and see if you can get it done. DJ going to stay with a place with a pool, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. always, always. Uh, but that's going to do it for us tonight here on Race Time Radio on Sirius 6M Channel 167. We've got to thank you for tuning in. Uh, and don't forget to join us each and every Sunday night right here on Canada's Ultimate talk show program uh right here on canada talks got to thank sue here in the race time radio studio happy anniversary honey and got to thank scotty in toronto at least i think it's you scotty have a good one everybody be safe and we'll catch you the iwk 250 live on race time radio next week Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 